podcast is about taking media action, find the problem, fix the problem. This is your opportunity. It's either a hell yes or a fuck no. It's that simple. <laughs> now is the time to take action. Now's the time to do more and be more. Let the arguments begin. <laughs> Welcome to the Tango One Podcast. I'm Tony Smith. I'm your host, former SWAT team leader and the owner of Tango One Solutions. I'm joined by my wife today, who is the co-owner with me and co-founder of The Garage Gym. This podcast is dedicated to helping you to find your weaknesses and take action against them. And today we wanna to talk about just that. So Danny's joining me. We're actually shooting from our house today. Casey was unavailable because he rented the Airbnb with a shitty Wi-Fi. So we decided we we're gonna talk about something that's kind of been burning in uh, Danny and I, and we're kind of been like, addressing it through our social media and trying to do our best to uh to do it to address some of these issues ourselves which is like relationships it's the role of like men and women in this world and i don't mean that from a sexist point of view i mean that from like you know how we run our household which is how we do things and not necessarily right for everybody it's a way not the way and uh yeah so we just thought we'd have a couple of drinks and tequila we got our first uh date night tonight really we got some a friend coming over Couple of friends coming over. <laughs> you made that sound weird. <laughs> we have a friend coming over. Friends coming over. We're supposed to go to dinner. Can't get a reservation anywhere, so we're doing some takeout. Anyways, let's get rolling. Let's talk. In this episode, we want to talk about like the postification of men in this world. We want to talk about uh, how women are kind of enabling that in our opinions, and we also want to talk about uh, you know a few other things, just some relationship things that we've uh, worked on that's been able to help us hugely as we've uh, moved on and kind of built a successful business together. And the fact that we spend almost a thousand hours a week together, how, <laughs> how we're able to keep going. So let's roll. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk. No, uh, uh, no, I'm not. But um, no, I think that our, at the end of the day, talking about our partnership, both in a relationship and with business, uh, kind of goes hand in hand. So I think that's what you mean by <clears throat> kind of our way of doing things. And what we notice is something that is prevalent in other relationships that um, we see and that people reach out to us about. So women that reach out to me or maybe don't and I kind of get around them by asking questions or men, men and women who reach out to you uh, because of the way that maybe their spouse is or to get a better idea of what what to do in a scenario like that. So like having a partner who maybe is acting a certain way and they don't know how to address it, I guess. Yeah, so this like episode is like big time for like men and women, I think. And it's just our take on how how we do things, but how I don't know, we've, we've really adapted like almost like a business 
mindset to our relationship. Like the business is like a mirror of how we run our relationship, how we run our family. We have no choice because your office is right here and my office is right here. (laughs) So that's one reason why. But yes, I agree. But also the roles that we take in our, our household before we even had the garage gym, we kind of operated in the same in the same manner. And my frustration and a lot of like with Tang One Solutions now, I'm working with a lot of men and women very closely and we're, we're getting in depth with what their problems or stressors might be. And a lot of times it seems to be communication in the relationship, which I think is one of the things that we've done a pretty good job of. And that's like, helped us to kind of grow and get stronger. And that's why the gym has been able to succeed too. I think it's, whether it's the business or the household, it's how we communicate. And I think that really has started with us from like when I was on the tag team, I was working like such, such long hours for a lot of that, you know, my last few years, you were, you were here home and pregnant or, you know, or on maternity leave. And, and it was, it was stressful for both of us. I think me being away from the new, you know, the new babies and you being here with two new babies and me not knowing when you're going to come home. And I think for me, it was like so helpful to know that like you had this place under control and I didn't have to like check in every two seconds. And, and you didn't also like send me a message every single you know minute of the day that I could so I could actually focus on keeping my guys safe and like execute some warrants yeah no I definitely think that with women and men or husbands and wives or you know anyone husbands and husbands wives and wives I think that it kind of comes naturally with your personality but it also comes naturally with um, people assuming certain roles or responsibilities in the home so for me, your role was going to work, working for long hours, usually almost every night. Uh, me being at home, taking care of the household. It, listen, like when we had babies, um, you were kind of helpless a, a lot of the times when they were brand new. But not to say that you were helpless in all the other areas of like picking up the slack with cooking or um tidying the house or making sure that we had what we needed or making sure that you know I could get to an appointment or something like that so I think that with you being gone to work then we kind of adapt and assume those roles without we we it seemed to me like it was relatively with ease because we are used to that from our jobs I think that adapting kind of comes naturally with those jobs. So adapting that to a family setting, it was a transition to a different setting or scene, let's say, but I don't think it changes the difference between like how you would adapt. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. And for those of you who don't know, Danny was a cop for 13 years too. And she was a cop, you know, right up to our second child at the end of maternity for the second child. Uh, but I think when you wanted to, when we, not when you wanted some maternity, when you had, when you said well, you're going to take the maternity and I was going to take none of it and continue to work, and that was like you know a decision we made together, something you wanted very well, and I, I honestly wanted the same thing. I, I didn't really want to take three months off of work, have you go to work, and I was going to be the lone uh, caregiver at home. I don't think I think I was not dodge that bullet. Not quite qualified for that, but like I think we rendered into an agreement, and I think. That, like I think with kids, that's where a lot of people start. Like with maybe with their problems in relationships or communications, and 
is that like we read it into an agreement it, you were taking your job with maternity was to, to raise those boys and keep them healthy and my job was to go to work and make sure that you know our bills got paid but also that i you know did all those other above and beyond acts that i was expected to do at work if that did not mean when i came home i just didn't do anything with the kids or like help you or support you it, it meant that it wasn't going to be a 50 50 like i do one diaper you do the next diaper or you know i do one feeding you do the next feeding it meant that it had to be some communication and just like at the garage gym like you you're accountable your job is this and if you need help from me or vice versa we need to just relay that like so the days where i'd come home and you would have a terrible night you know yeah i'm going to stay up three more hours and you get some sleep or you know the same way I'd worked 15 hours to come home and for you to expect me to be able to properly care for a child, a baby, this wasn't fair. Like it would, that is not like, you can't run this. The world is not 50, 50. It's not all fair. It's not all roses. And I think that everybody's getting lost in that. Like, it's just this, you know, 50% of the finances, 50% of this, we don't do things that like, I haven't seen a bill in eight years around here. Like Danny takes care of the finances for this house in terms of paying the bills, in terms of what's going on, in terms of making sure this and that gets paid. And I take care of kind of like the banking and the investing. Like we have our clear defined roles. We speak about them sometimes, but I just know that you are going to take care of it. I don't say like, hey, what's up with the power bill this week? Did you pay it? Right. And I think that's the feel from a lot of people that I'm speaking to. That it just doesn't happen that way. Well, communication is extremely important in that. So being able to, like you said, about supporting each other. Um, I think that you and I are both the type of people who, if I'm, ha if I had a, a really long night, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna act like I had a big long night every single night because that's just not the way I operate. So you know that when I'm telling you that I need help, that I need help. I'm not the type of person who's gonna ask for help every five minutes. Right. So same with you is when you have something going on and even not back in the day, but now where you, you feel overwhelmed or if you have lots to do, then I just kind of naturally pick up that slack to cover you. So same idea, like we are covering each other because we know each other well enough that it's not going to be like, a, like almost like a trick. Or, you know, like, it's not like I'm just trying to get out of extra work or something. It's, it's that we truly need each other to help out with something. And otherwise, day to day, when things aren't, when shit isn't hitting the fan, then things are good. And I'm taking care of what I take care of. And you take care of what you take care of. So it's, it's a nice balance in that sense of, like, we kind of have those unsaid responsibilities that we've kind of just taken up over the over the years and if things change if my opinion changes on what's happening in the household or yours does then I think that we are very open to communicating that with each other do you <laughs> <laughs> clearly I I think that but like so like this is a great example is just this week so in the last I don't know three or four weeks we've had a flood a break in. We've had uh, my right hand man, my co host for this podcast, but also like an integral part of the gym, Casey Move Away, 
we've had, uh, we reopened the gym from a closure in a, not a full capacity. And a lot of these things that I'm speaking of fall on me, right? And you're, you're taking care of the schooling and, and we've had this influx of people, which are good problems in a lot of ways, but I was feeling wound. And I had, you know, dedicated my night to spending it with the boys. But I sent you a message. I said, like, I need a minute. And I hadn't had a minute in a while. And I'm a person like you're very happy and content to be here. And, you know, and I'm a person and we, that's where we recognize the differences. I'm one, I'm very social. I need to get out. I, I have a brotherhood of friends that I like consider my brothers. And I haven't seen them at all. And, you know, you didn't even question it. You were just like, you know what, go, I've got this, have a cigar, have a whiskey with Joe and, you know, come home when you're ready. And then three hours later, you know, I came home, I just had one or two scotches and a cigar and I felt like a million bucks. And we sat here as a family and we played cards and we had a dinner. Now, if I would have come home at five o'clock, I, I don't think it would have gone that way then. No, I mean, things would have been different. I think that things like I had an appointment, uh, I was going to pick up the kids or you were because it was kind of up in the air. And I think that like the ability to have that, like, like, Kind of play it by ear let's do what the best is for everyone involved and like you said like had you come home and had not not had that time for yourself to just take a minute take a breath like i know you're going to come home in a better way and spend even if it's less time it's better quality time so that's okay with me like i don't picking up the children it's I, that usually falls on me anyways, right? Because that's part of my role here just naturally as a, as a mom. So uh, that wasn't, it's nothing's usually super shocking in that sense of like, okay, yeah, you do that because I know if you're telling me that, then that you need a second. So I will do the other things. Don't worry about it. And then when you're home, we'll see you when you get home. Um, I, I feel like a lot of times people might either get really upset about those things if you're if you're the wife or the husband or whatever and I don't think that you are putting your energy into something that is worth it so picking your battles and in that sense is something that I think people should do a little bit better job at when it comes to that and I think that that would make their lives better so like everyone's lives better um if you're always going to stress out about things that kind of really don't matter that much, then you're going to be wound up and you're going to feel stressed and you're going to be upset with your partner and you're going to be then snappy with your kids. Um, I feel like just taking a second, taking, um, just thinking of how you would feel in that situation is also a thing that I think about when we make these kind of like decisions on the fly too. Yeah. And I think you kind of touched on a little bit too. It's like the, and this is, I'm saying this from a, like a man to woman type of situation. Cause I hang out with mostly guys. Right. So like, but I think this goes both ways. I mean, you hang out with the girls, you probably know, but it's like when the other half is playing, like, what's it like playing small, don't play small. Don't be pathetic. Like, you know, that I deal with what I'm going to deal with and I get stuff done. And I'm not telling you this five nights a week and going and having cigars and drinks and then coming home three hours after later and not picking up the kids. Yes, that's a huge difference. And you, a big difference you're not like, that. you're also not saying like, oh, I have a headache, I have this, I have that. Like, you're not doing that to me. 
And when you do say it, like, you know, I have a headache or I'm just exhausted. Like, I just feel like I can't get ahead or, you know, school is schooling, homeschooling with the kids. It's just, you know, when you do say those things, they mean something. It's like that crying wolf thing. Like, like it's not bullshit. And, I, you know, I hang with some people and, and you're just watching your phone go off and it's like, oh, you know, so-and-so's gotten into this again. Or like, it's like, you know, like, does it, does this need to happen right now in our one to two like gatherings that we might have like pre-COVID obviously, but like interrupting that, that great time that maybe I'm spending and even on a day where I'm not stressed, if I just had something, I was just going to go hang out with one of my buddies and have lunch or have drinks or dinner. And you're not going to be constantly telling me the negative or just even like, Hey, what are you doing? You having fun? Right. Like, like I love that part about you. I love that, that freedom that you're empowering me to like, to enjoy myself and to to get away from this little house at some point. Yeah, and I think that has come with a lot of work too. I, I don't think that it's always easy and it doesn't always happen that way. Uh, and I do feel like uh, like sometimes even just having that part of your conversation, being comfortable with your partner and saying like, listen, like I am having a great time. I'll talk to you later or like, you know, I, and we're having even a face-to-face -face conversation if if those boundaries aren't set, right? So if you are if you're at a position where you don't feel like this is something that's happening in your life that you want that, then you might have to have a kind of difficult conversation with your spouse. Uh, and but at the same time, why aren't we having difficult conversations with each other, right? Uh, if you if if you can't express yourself to your partner without it becoming an argument or um, or not seeing eye to eye in some aspects, then I feel like you won't ever really get there with any kind of important life change or or decision or what have you, right? So so asking for something for yourself and and really speaking to your partner, I think, is very important in that way. Uh, especially when it comes to like that cry wolf thing. So if you are someone who maybe bottles it up, then then I bet you your partner would take it seriously if you did bring it up in that setting. Yeah, and well, you know what? And the other angle is just at the beginning of this week, same thing, under the stress. And then I, you have to check yourself too. And I'm like, I, I'm spending time worrying about you being home with the kids and that you're like kind of, you know, lonely. Like, lonely in terms of like I'm not there there's a lot to going on you're doing like fucking 20 loads of laundry a day and you're not a mom moms are not lonely <laughs> so you know and I'm missing you guys I feel like I'm missing things that are happening at the house and like I was the one messaging you too many times and I had to check myself and I said like hey listen I'm gonna like <laughs> because it was gonna be weird like I'm not gonna just stop messaging you but i'm going to like i'm going to knock this down and what happened like immediately when i stopped like checking in with you every time i had a break you know like this is probably the week that we've texted the least in in since covid and i think we covid helped us or helped us but it also like made that like me and you constantly talking like so normal that like now that i'm back to work i was doing too much of it and all of a sudden it's like, well, I stopped texting you. You got more stuff done with the kids and I got more stuff done at work. And like, even though it was like nothing in our text was stressful to either of us, 
it was stress, stress, it was adding stressors on our lives because it's interrupting what you were doing. Right. It was delaying me in a workout or delaying me to prepare for my next client. And I, I think that's like kind of goes like unsaid and unheard is like, if you're the, if you're the nagger, like I was in that point, like you're, you're messing things up for yourself too. Yeah. I know. Believe me. I like having messages. That's the thing with now being available 24 hours a day, seven days a week is that if you were back in the day, if you were out with your friends or if you were at work, I mean, short of me calling the police station, like it just wasn't, that was not a thing. Right. So now that we are all so connected, but by doing those messaging or calling or what have you, like that definitely is disruptive. And if you do run your household um, or a business or something like that, like it doesn't matter really what it is, even if it is a, a, a conversation that's like a, a nice conversation to have, it's still a disruption. So yeah, on days when nothing much is going on, which is not pretty far and few, few and far between, but on those days, like, yeah, okay, a message here and there, but but um, making sure that that if you if you were constantly messaging your partner during their work day or home day, um, just realize that that is just another thing to take their focus off of something. So they'll probably be very happy to kind of get what they need to be to get done, and then that way when they do have that time later on in the afternoon or at some point in their day, then they'll probably be um, more cheerful to speak with you. And I think that that came across also with that whole scenario was, um, <laughs> I think I said like, I'll try to be less mean because, because it was <laughs> like, it's like one that, that very naturally, <laughs> <laughs> it comes very naturally to me. Um, but uh, I think that like, it wasn't anyone's fault. It was just that like, we had to kind of, check both of ourselves in those ways. So like, I'll try to react in a different way, but also respect different boundaries. Right, and go back to what I said at the start of this, the conversation we we're having with about the, the kids, me coming, going for a cigar and having a couple of drinks instead of coming home. And I mean, a couple of drinks actually was for once a couple of drinks. And had I come home at five, and done what I said I was going to do that day and then what I had planned to do before like some you know things happened during the day we had a we had a bad day at the gym that day and then coming home it's, I would have yes I would have spent four hours with the kids five hours with the kids before they went to bed I was supposed to be home four or five whatever no I was supposed to be home earlier but whatever it was I would have spent a good chunk of time with the kids and instead I only spent an hour and a half with the kids the hour and a half we spent with the kids and me and you, like, and then we stayed up a little bit and watched TV or watched a, our show. It was awesome. And had I come home at like three or four, I, I know, I know myself well enough to know that I would have been annoyed. Like the kids don't understand that, hey, I need a minute. Like had I come home and we didn't have kids, I would have said, hey, I need a minute. I could have gone on the back. If I would have said that to the kids. They would have, you know, it just doesn't go. And I would have snapped at them for something or I would have been short with them or gotten mad when I shouldn't have gotten mad or because there was a mess on the, you know, on the, in the living room or something left out or, you know, got angry with you because there was dishes. I don't know. Like it, something would have happened that night. I know it would have. Mm -hmm. So 
taking a minute and being honest with each other or, you know, and that might not even be going to your friends. It might even just be going to the garage for, you know, 20 minutes or going to bang like for you. Like, I know it's very important for you to like get out of here for 30 minutes a day and work out, mm-hmm. you know, or to even sometimes it's just like for you, it's like going to the grocery store. Like it's like a minute away from the children where like, you know, go, I got this, go do whatever you got to do. So I like, look at that, look at that, see where you can gain and like, Take advantage of it. That's what I think. Yeah, I think that you probably would have came home and gone up to your office and got into something else. I yeah, think. you know what? That's what would have happened. I would have started fucking working again is what I would have done. Yeah, you don't really... I think that that self-awareness is very important in that sense. Is That's a big step. Even if it is to go have a drink and a cigar with a friend or something, um, that's better to like decompress than to just work, 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 bury yourself in some more work, not really focused work either. You're probably just going to come and like mess around with Hootsuite and like get mad at the words that you can't spell properly. (laughs) Um, But, and then everything, like you would have been up there for an hour or two hours and what the accomplishment would have been probably it no I would have got right. one post or <laughs> right. something or like that, uh, one paragraph of my book or whatever like yes it wouldn't have been wouldn't have been as fruitful as had as you would have liked uh or thought maybe you could have gotten out at that time I think that having that self-awareness um that you're really working on and trying to get better at is um that was part of it and one thing for like a, a big takeaway from my experience for people listening is like that also what I did that day, like to step away. I didn't go to somebody from the gym. Like I didn't go meet with somebody who's like involved in the gym. And I like, that's from my experience as a police officer. So like, like I'm gonna name a couple of professions, nurses, teachers, cops, firemen. We all tend to just spend time together all the time. So like when you're having a stressful day, and, you know, like say, you know, I don't know, something happened. At, I, I don't know the other jobs what they do, but something happened at, the, you know, the, at the school or at the hospital that pissed everybody off. To now go and like under stress, go and hang out with the rest of the nurses or the rest of the cops, you don't get out of that stress. So go and step away. Go to your mom and dad's. Go to, you know, your friend that's been your friend that works in a totally different profession and go there and like they also have this like crazy way of just like bringing a different perspective in because they aren't in the game right so I went to my buddy's house and I blew and he listened to me for an hour and it was just like he didn't have that like prejudgment or that like total like like um tribe mentality where like had you been a a gym member or like a gym goer or like a cop but we would have just talked about that one side of things i think that's super important and i think too there's a difference between going to someone to seek advice versus maybe just venting right so had you gone to someone even me or someone who uh goes to the gym for instance or works at the gym then a lot of times I think we're all trying to solve each other's problems and help each other out. Whereas maybe in that moment you needed to just vent and talk about it and have your friends be the sounding board and, you know, lend maybe a perspective if he 
or she had one or, you know, um, just, just to be a friend for you there rather than a colleague or a coworker or, a, you know, or uh, someone in that field, like you said. So that's probably a good idea to be able to kind of, um, I don't know, for you to also think outside the box. So I think we've blown that up. Like, let's. The next thing I want to talk about is this: is I ran into this on a sales call recently, and Ben Graham, if you're listening, you're gonna get pissed because I didn't close the sale. But whatever. It was. It, this is the pussification of the world. The, the pussification of the men in this world. Like, I was having a call, and the training I was selling was the cheapest training we had, and it was gonna be something like twenty dollars. And the answer, and maybe it was a, but I don't think this is the, I don't think this is the way. Maybe it was that, you know, they just couldn't afford it, the $20. But the dude's answer, the guy's answer was, let me check with my wife. You got to check with your wife to spend $20. Like, and that we get this so often. Let me, I have to run this by. What do you, and this isn't like chauvinist, this is like, why on earth are you not able to make a decision without checking with somebody? And this isn't just relationships, this is at work, you know, this is at the police station. Hey, boss, can I have last lunch today? Can I work out at the start? Can I do this? Let me check with the mom. Like, you are the fucking boss. Now you got to go check with another boss. Like, you're giving away all the respect. I just did a post about this, the one with Braun running his hands. The, the quickest way to lose your team and to lose people that respect you is to not make decisions. Indecision. Like, so make a decision. Why is this the case? What do you think is happening there? Uh, confidence, for sure. So I think that people who don't have the confidence in themselves then also don't have the confidence in their relationship, and that's where their partner also <laughs> lacks confidence in them. Uh, to me, with no budget Tony, <laughs> I, I know you. So like, I feel like with your partner, like I know what you're going to spend money on. I know what you like to buy or what you like to invest in or for a coat. Exactly. <laughs> Not yet. I, I provide my, my thoughts about things. If, if for some reason you decide to talk about it beforehand, but for the most part, I'm never going to question what you buy because I think in my head that you are buying something or you are investing in something that you think is good for you or good for our family or good for our business. So that confidence and that trust is important to have within the relationship. So clearly, clearly there's no confidence happening between those partners with each other or no trust at least. Um, yes, there's always going to be time when maybe people are on a budget, but if you are on a budget, you should know how much you can spend and how much you can't spend. So for you, for instance, when you are spending money, that's, I think the difference between that scenario and us is that, that we have the confidence and we know the situation at home. I feel like if you're disconnected and you're, um, you're, again, lacking that confidence, that's where that, like, that indecision happens on everything. It doesn't even matter. He probably said that 10 times that day, right? Because yes. there's no, maybe he has no clue as, as to what's going on in the household. And maybe they both, the, the partnership that they have, they just don't 
they don't they're on the same wavelength. Yeah, I, I agree. And the, the part you said, he's probably done that 20 times. He's probably done that 50 times that week. Now, that's the thing. It's like, so regardless of the situation, so if I can't afford these Air Jordans I'm wearing, like, you know, or I cannot, the decision is still incumbent on me. Like, we cannot afford for me to have this, like, kind of frugal spend. Or we can't buy it or don't. Well, so what goes like, in your head though? Why do I have to check? No, because I know that at home, my significant other, and that doesn't like this isn't just men and women, this is women with a husband, this is men and men, this is whatever it is, that my significant other is okay, is going, it gives me the confidence to make those decisions. And I, I think that I, like for what I gather and what I hear from like some of the people in the gym and some of the people I work with is that. You want, like, you know, woman, my wife, wants me to have the ability to make decisions. However, I feel like it's not happening. Men are not making decisions. And we're speaking, I'm speaking of men. I'm speaking of men that I hang out with, men that I deal with, men that I coach. Not making decisions. And also that indecision is being empowered by the women at home. By the, the questioning of every single thing. Like, yeah, but I feel like you also need to know the background of that relationship as well. Because there are times when I think that in a relate within a relationship, depending on kind of the background to it, is like, okay, but but is this person notorious for doing things that maybe they don't agree on together as a couple? Um, so that does come into play, I think, um, often. It's like it's like, yes, you, it's just like a, a child. Yes, you want that flexibility and freedom, but do you deserve it? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like, maybe. But what about the also like stay in your lane? Like stay in your lane. If this, I am not good at paying the bills on time. I'm terrible at it. No, yeah, Scotia's calling call today. Okay. They got to put the fucking card numbers, not late. Anyways, but you are. So staying my, my job is not to pay the bills. Your job is to pay the bills in this house. And like, st- I try to stay in my lane and not question it. If I'm running a SWAT operation, if I'm running the gym and something's assigned to somebody and you're not the, like, you're not the expert on it, you know, stay in your lane a little bit. Don't, don't try to cross over and do somebody else's job. Like, I think that also goes huge into that. Stay in your lane. And everyone's not talking about buying Air Jordans. That's talking about like, we just bought a couple of cars, right? We we actually, oh, it's crazy thing. Go see oh, Danny's father. <laughs> Danny's dad just retired. So it doesn't matter. Don't get to see him anymore. But we were able to like actually decrease our car payments and increase our cars. And like we got nicer cars for cheaper money. It was, it was no greater. But like, you let me do that. That's not something that you enjoy doing. It's not something that you think about often. And there was like barely any question. The question was, hey, this is the car I kind of like for you. Do you like it? And you're like, yeah, go for it. Like, whatever. Why do we need to talk about at excruciating pain about every decision that we're going to make? It just slows everything down and stops us from enjoying the things, the things that we could be enjoying. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change 
when you work with Stephen Kidd, your local Edward Jones financial advisor, he focuses on what's important to you. You work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And you'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact Stephen Kidd today at 519-734-8599. That's 519-734-8599. Edward Jones, member Canadian Investor Protection Fund. This episode of Tango One Podcast is sponsored by Ian and Kara Murray of Murray Insurance and Financial Services in Kingsville, Ontario. They are Southwestern Ontario's number one ranked Desjardins insurance agency by their clients and they're owned by our very own Kingsville OGs, Ian and Kara. They pride themselves in maintaining the high standards that the garage members have come to expect. They are experts in their industry with a combined over 100 years of experience. They are the best customer service in the industry, including claims concierge service, which is exclusive to their clients. And they focus on community, something that's very important to us, employing local team members and investing back in the Essex County community on a continual basis. They are a one-stop shop for everything to protect you, your family, and your assets with the best policies in the industry. And if you combine your home, auto, and other insurance policies together, you get an even better rate. Give their team a call today or send them a text at 519-733-2331 or check them out online at murrayinsurance.ca or on Instagram at Team Murray Insurance. We are, Casey and I are proud members of Team HQ. That's HQ Nutrition. You can use code TANGO15, that's capital T-A-N-G-O-15 on your online order. Go to hqnutrition.ca, use that code and get 15% off your entire order. Yes. So again, that could be depending on each relationship again, but I also think that don't be so soft. Let's go. What are you going to say? No, I'm just saying that you don't know how you don't know how that spells acts on a regular basis. So maybe they got their pee pee smacked because they made a decision that was not a, a family decision. Okay. So maybe in that sense, Maybe they are actually kind of working on things in that way. However, probably it's that lack of confidence and it's picking your battles. So again, with um, with you picking out, you know, a, a car or like an item, you know that I don't care, like zero. So the chances of me kind of pushing back at you for no reason just because I want to be like in charge, that's not going to happen because I don't care. But some people just want to be in charge and some people want to be like the mother, motherly figure of the household. So I feel like that might be the case too. Um, well, I think that's coming down to communication and not having to find rules and accountability for what, what you guys, what we're doing. And it doesn't mean like if I, like you might be the car person. It has nothing to do with the, the men and the women at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like not having the conversations so that each person can have the confidence to do their job. Mm-hmm. Like my conversations with like the old Nikki Paltridge, who's like our right-hand person at the gym, like she is the, the number one. She does it, gets everything done. The old Nikki Paltridge would say like, hey, what should I do here? What should I do here? We're empowering the other part of that relationship we're not married, like we work together, empowering her to be like, hey, Nikki, you do not, I trust you to do this. I trust you to make these decisions, make the decisions. Well, I think maybe people need to have that actual conversation. Like you have exactly. with Nikki, 
Exactly. So men and men and women or, or partners or what have you, then maybe actually need to have that actual conversation to make each party feel more confident. And um, if that's the case, that's easy. That's an easy fix. It's like, if, if you don't understand your role, then maybe you need to sit down and have a family meeting. Yes. And choose your role. Yes, this is so, exactly where I'm going. Relationships, partnerships, business, you need to have clearly defined roles if it's going to work. Yes. And that requires conversation. You just said it's easy. And why the fuck is it so hard? Like, say it, talk about it, get it done. Uh, I don't know. Maybe because uh, everyone's on the go all the time and not spending quality time and really hashing things out with their loved ones. I don't know. I, I feel like most things should happen kind of naturally in that way. Like, you know, who paid the bills the last three times? Okay, that's your job now, um, right? Default, I'm not just gonna pay the bills for three months and then all of a sudden the fourth month be like, well, you should have paid that. Well, exactly. That even goes <laughs> back to the same thing I said that both the, the, the babies, it was like, it's not like, hey, I, I did the last three diapers. You're, like, it's your turn. It's like, you know, like. Hey. Okay, but nothing has to be 50-50. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, hey, I paid the last three bills. I've done the last 10 loads of laundry. Like, whatever it is, it's like, hey, I take care of the laundry. Can you help? Because I'm like, you know, and yes, of course, I'm going to go down there and do what I can to help because that's because we are a team. Right. And if you're in a partnership in a business, you're a team. If you're in a relationship, you're in a team. Like whether that's man on man relationship, woman on woman, it doesn't, that doesn't matter. It's like about defining the rules. And like you said, it's like one of the things you say all the time, leaning into your strengths. So if you, it's a heterosexual relationship <coughs> and our roles are like, pink and blue but you are more blue and i'm more pink but that's fine too like it's just about understanding and like if you have those communications early you're gonna avoid problems yeah i think that with um with having i guess defined roles or responsibilities then it so thinking of kind of what we talk about often is making less decisions during the day right so if you have all this banter throughout your day of trying to figure out who's going to do what every day, like think of all that wasted time. Whereas if you had more of a defined idea, doesn't have to be like a list, but an idea of like, no, you know what? Tony's more responsible for that. I don't, I don't need to know the details of the car payments. Uh, you need my signature? Sure sign it for me but the, that just takes that issue out of my day so like if I've got all these issues floating around in my day then like you handle what you need to handle I handle what I need to handle just without even having a conversation it takes so much pressure off of each of us and we're able to focus on the things that actually matter and that are important rather than just the nitpicky little details because, well, I want to choose this and I'm the boss here and this and that and those kind of, um, kind of like, you know, scenarios where you're butting heads. Yeah, and it's like, let go, let go a little bit, let go of needing to control. I, I think that's like what happens with a lot of people and a lot of business, a lot of everything is like, that like 
inability to just like you don't need to be bang on with everything you don't need to be in the know with everything and I think that's you know I think I learned that from leading with the tag team was like I learned that that was a very ineffective way to manage a bunch of moving parts and within our household and with people's households like you need to trust and I, this is a funny story about trusting the the other the partner is Danny and I were in Florida and the plan was I was going to be there for two or three weeks and she had been there she was on maternity so she was there my, my parents have a nice place down there she's there for three months because it was freezing cold here I was working crazy hours the gym was out of control and I was still working in a patrol squad at the time I don't remember I feel like I, all I did up in Florida was stay in the house because I had two kids and I was breastfeeding the entire time. So and went for walks to the park. Yeah, right? went to the park and sunny. breastfed the entire time. But it was better than being here. <laughs> so your, your tits had a tan, which is good. <laughs> but, but, so we get a call while we're there. We were kind of like loosely looking for a house, this house we're shooting. And it's my buddy Ty, my realtor, and he's like, hey, man amazing uh house i got it's coming up and this is before the market blew up guys so you know like it, we didn't, it was like it's gonna be an open it's gonna be an open house not this like whole like put your offers in and we'll pick one it's gonna be an open house coming i think you should get your more open house we'll see if we can preemptive strike here and get this house I'm like wow because we want it to be on the water so i show you the pictures and we're kind of like it's an old house there's no way it's gonna be like how the pictures look so <laughs> danny being danny says yeah, go home, check it out. Well, I, me being me, I drive 24 hours home. I stop just three times, no sleep at all. Get home, Spinner is like house sitting for the rest of the time. I have a whiskey with Spinner, get up in the morning, go to the house, this house that we're sitting in. I do a tour with Bart, my, you know, my good buddy that you guys all know. He's Your other wife. I'm my other wife, my blast camp uh, partner here. And we do a tour of the house with Ty. Who's, and, you know, we're, we walk out of the house this place is incredible. And Ty's like, well, like we have to do this now because this is wild. The price the price didn't make sense. The house didn't make sense. It's so nice. It's on an acre. We're looking out of the water as we sit here and talk about these tequilas. And I do a FaceTime call with Danny. And this is, FaceTime wasn't even that good. Uh, right? and, you were, and you were walking from the back of the property. <laughs> and I'm like, where are you? And you're like, I just thought you might want to see the backyard. I'm like, I can't even tell what's happening right now. Whatever. Like, does the house look like the pictures that we saw in the listing? And you were like, oh yeah, it looks just as nice, if not better. So. So yeah, the moral of the story is I bought the house without Danny. She, she did. Listen, was I going to come home from Florida to come and check out a house? Right, but what's the other part of that? It wasn't it wasn't just like that, the logistics. It was that you trusted me to make a decision for us. Yes. Like, yes. And you trusted me to make a decision for our family in the best interest of our family. Yes. And thank God, thank God, because like maybe I would have got my peaky slap, as you said, <laughs> had I made the wrong decision, but like this place turned out amazing. And we would have lost it if I wasn't empowered by you to make that decision. Like that's what it comes down to. We would have lost this place and you will lose opportunities in your life if you're if you don't feel the confidence to make a decision. Yes. Right? That is that's how we operate at the garage gym. Like I do not want any one of the people who work for us to not feel like they do not have my support to make a decision. It doesn't mean that there won't be a better decision or there might not be like 
criticism of the decision. It means like, I want you to make a decision. I'm more disappointed if Riley calls me tomorrow and says like, hey, somebody came in and I didn't know what to do. So I, you know, I just like told you to get back to them, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be more disappointed if I hear that from Riley than if she makes a decision that I don't really agree with. And you and me and me and you, and I think like, you need to let it go. You need to give your people, your relationships, your business, whatever it is, give them some fucking power. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, whatever your decision is, is that a life or death situation? No. You are going to make the choice. (laughs) You're going to make the choice based off of what you think is, like you said, proper for our life and our family. How am I going to disagree with that? Right? Like, yes, I could have easily come home and been like, hmm, I don't really like this, and I don't really like this. Okay, well, guess what? You made the decision because we have trust in each other, we have confidence in each other's um, actions and choices, and I and it worked out to the best that it could. There are times when, yes, you will make a choice, and even though your partner has the confidence in you or your boss or whomever, um, you might make the wrong one. But at the end of the day, like let's stop, let's stop thinking about like, oh, well, these, this tiny detail and this detail and this detail, detail, it's like, okay, well, they made a decision. Why did you make that decision? Because of this, that, and the other thing. Okay. Roll with it. Yeah. Yes. That is what builds confidence. If you are always, if you're making choices and that person, let's say you're the husband and you're making choices and every time I'm shooting you down and I'm saying like, that was a bad choice. Why would you think of that? Think about that. And then the next time you made a choice, oh, why would you do that? Why would you decide that? Like, where's your confidence gonna go? Yeah. And nor do I even want to make the decision, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Like my confidence is gone, but I'm also like, you know, fuck this. I don't want to. I don't even No, want because then you're just gonna like you're gonna be like thinking, oh well, why even bother? Why even bother? looking at this opportunity or why even bother um thinking about maybe doing this um whatever activity or or travel or what have you why even bother looking into it because my partner's not going to support me in this and i think at the end of the day that that like with us and with me i think of of that and i know you do too is being that support for each other so me all I want to do is make sure that I support you becoming the best you that you can be. So having that confidence is going to lead to you becoming more and more like you want to be and you should be. Right. And as a, I think as a leader, so one of the things that I use, so if people want any kind of advice from this, <coughs> I'm choking on something. So advice from this tequila is that I didn't put anything in here. <laughs> yeah, my throat <laughs> is closing. This is the last house I ever buy. Oh, I wish my CPR was up to date. So one of the things I've been using, and I actually did it with you last week, it was on some like small manner, matter, I don't know what it was, but it was instead like when somebody messages me like, hey, what should we do? Like this or that, whether it's in the business or this household or whatever. It was to just, again, reiterate my expectations of you. And it, it was like, instead of offering like both sides of my opinion on like A or B, it was like, 
I trust in you to make this decision. Do what you do what you think is best. And like just saying that, and even saying it to our, our sons, saying it to our sons all the time. Like, let's not forget, like we're talking about all these relationships. Talk about your kids. Empower your kids to make decisions. And well, instead of criticizing. Yes, yes, model it. And instead of criticizing every decision they make, speak about it, debrief it, debrief it. Why did you make this decision? What do you think would have happened had you done this? Good job, you know? And, and, and instead of saying like, well, if you would have done this, this would be the outcome. Say like, this may have been the outcome. This could have lived, like those little like building blocks of decisions. And I just, in that post, the more you make decisions, the better decisions, the faster decisions you will make. So when you go to the store, like, Try this. Everybody try this. Anything that comes across your plate, make a decision right away this week. Just make a decision, especially the trillion ones. I'm not saying it's like investing in buying a property for, you know, $1 million. I'm saying like, don't buy a house for your wife. Any trivial decision that comes across, make a decision immediately and just fucking go with it. Just go with it. Give it a shot. Let me see. Let me know how it goes. But so one of the things that uh, you and I, like, let's just move on from the whole decision-making. One of the big breakthroughs you and I had, there's some things that you, <laughs> I'm ready for, like, the, the punch in the face here. The, uh, one of the, some of the things that you do drive me crazy. They used to drive me crazy. They used to drive me crazy, and they don't anymore. And the, the, the <laughs> okay. advice that, like, and because we learned from this, and it was, like, not sure where it came from, from a podcast, maybe, or a book, or something, but it was accepting the other person's faults and it's not faults it's like what i see as faults <laughs> and the second i stop seeing them as faults and i celebrate them as quirks or like as something fun or funny about you it was a game changer like tell me more like what you know you know that you drive <laughs> me crazy with like you being like fucking late or like not hurrying or like not trying to get like that kind of stuff. So now the second that now it's just become like me and the boys sit in the truck and laugh about it, that you're not out there ready to go, it's become so much easier. Like, and it's become almost fun. Like, it doesn't even matter. Whereas many years went by where I'd be flipping out, like, let's go, let's go, I'm leaving without you. Like, that is, that's a game changer. If you can, like, you know, somebody had reached out to Were me. Were you giving said, advice to someone recently about that? Yeah, although one of the people I, I kind of coach it was saying that, you know, somebody didn't like to work out and, and, and it's like, you know what, just kind of like accept it, accept that that's who they are. You're not going to change it. So if, if it's a, if it is a breaker for you, a deal breaker for you, then you need to be out of this relationship, right? First, it's not the first step you should take. The first step is like saying like, hey, this is something that I don't like that you do. Like you know, and and have, hearing their side of it, but like at the end of the day, you've gone and you exhausted all those things, you know, encourage them to join you this night. Then maybe it's a deal breaker for you. But if it's not, then laugh about it, then enjoy it, then celebrate it. Like that is, I think, uh, the one of the biggest differences you and I have had. That's like in the last few years, it's made just life better for both of us. What is it about me? I know you want to just get into what is it? No, I don't. 
I love everything about you. Shut <laughs> up. You're sarcastic. No, but like, <laughs> if you, if it's a deal breaker, you should talk about it. If it's not a deal breaker and it's something that's like, not life or death or something that's right, like, like working out. Right, right. It's, it's like, if you, you have to take a look at the big picture and like, okay, so what are like, what, why are you with that person? Are you with that person because they work out or don't like, right. So it's like, it, would you, would that be someone that you'd be looking for with like that, that that's a quality in them? Maybe. But at the same time, I think that, um, not sweating the small stuff when it comes to, um, being in the relationship. Like if you are just like over the moon about all the other things, but there's this one thing that really just like irks you about it. Like if they like leave their underwear on the bathroom floor all the time, or if they hang their coat on the, the banister all the time. Okay. Like, are you really going to get mad over that every single day of your life? Cause guess what? It's going to continue to happen every single day of your life. You could maybe like joke about it. And then you know what? It's just like anything else. If someone's going to want to do better and try and to like, and to realize maybe that like, oh, maybe I should pick my underwear up off the ground or maybe I should hang the coat up, then they will. And if they don't, like, is it that, is it a deal breaker? Just like you said. So I leave my underwear everywhere. Just so you know, Danny's with the coat, Danny's coat. <laughs> for sure I just hung it up <laughs> I just hung it up but uh, yeah no I sounds I, terrible oh my god yeah, yeah that I mean those are not you know, I don't think that was the one thing that would bother you no it's just like a like a like a thought of like what are some things that like you <laughs> encounter on a very regular basis and like yes if you let it bother you every single day then it's going to bother you every single day and it's going to get worse and worse and worse but if you ignore it <laughs> or if you choose to okay well I'm just gonna pick it up every single day like like making that choice of like either discarding that feeling or figuring out maybe a potential solution like that's probably the relevant and the first that. step is probably ownership of that problem like why does it bother me so much if Danny leaves your coat on a bench yeah does it really fucking matter it doesn't matter at all why does it bother me I don't know because my mom is a clean freak like like uh, i'm not trying to over break these things down but like at the end of the day it was like i look at it i laugh it is what it is she's gonna leave this thing here every day because i and this is like such a small thing like so imagine a little like a bigger quirk something like more you know a trait that's more innate it's something that you're not going to change like if you have somebody who's like you know, you're not, again, like, you're super re relaxed, and I, I'm not anal by any means, but, like, I'm more, like, a hyped, I guess. I, I live Passionate. Life in, I live life in caps letters, right? You live life in fucking small letters, and, like, we're not going to change that about each other. But that's why we get along in the way that we do, and that's why certain things, um, if we were both one way, then either nothing would get done, or we would be at each other's throat. So that's where that like ebb and flow and yin and yang is with our our relationship. Not everyone is different. Every relationship is different. But I think that um, learning to accept and embrace your partner and all that they are is an important part of just being an adult. Yes. 
The last thing I want to talk about, we are half a bottle of tequila, my wife and I, which is a normal occurrence for us as we talk about things to have a night or have a night to ourselves. Like a normal occurrence, like once a month, like we have a like date and we just actually we spend a lot of our date nights pre-COVID and post-COVID just here, the two of us doing something like this, not podcasting, but having <laughs> discussions like this. So last thing I want to talk about is like, so I met with uh, Axel Films, they're doing some marketing, we're going to be like pumping up this blast camp that I'm running, which is like, it's essentially a men's camp, a survival camp, and maybe it might have a women's like uh, a route eventually, I have no idea, because I, I got so many messages from women yesterday when I started talking about this thing, but it's they were they're reluctant and and rightfully so in this world that we're in where you can be like chastised for one comment one post is the values of the blast camp is strength self-awareness i don't think anybody's going to argue with those the other ones are warrior protector and these are these are values when we run this camp that i think every man should possess i think it's important for a man as the you know, the figurehead or as whatever is that your kids look to you, respect you, that your yeah, your team looks to you, respects you because you have those abilities. And it doesn't mean you need to be able to like, you know, go out there and slaughter something or like defend the, the like, you know, you need to be Rambo. But I think there's like qualities that people need to possess. And they were worried that I was going to be chastised by, you know, the community for being sexist or showing. And I'm I want to make it clear that my wife is anything but any of those things. Like you're the you're a warrior, you're a protector of our kids. I just think this is what men should be. Successful men possess these qualities, or three or four of them, three out of the four of them, right? And what do you think about that? Is that uh, am I being am I overstepping my bounds on saying that? What's what's your opinion? No, uh, I think that women, speaking as a woman, I think that, um, well, for one, I'm a mother and I'm, I'm very much a protector of my family and my household. So I know what that feels like. And I think that um, if in order to have a partner, that partner needs to have that as well. So <clears throat> I don't think it has any like woman to man to like the role, I don't think that that should be something that's like, one should have it, one doesn't necessarily need to have it. I think that there's always a nice balance. Um, but I do think that um, as a man of a household, um, being able to have a presence, and I talk about this with women presence, as well yes. too, it's like having a presence and like, and having your, your loved ones know that you are there. I tell my kids, and I know you tell the kids all the time that all the time, I am here to protect you. I am here to, and dad is here to make sure that nothing gets in our way, that nothing is going to, um, there's not, not going to be anything that you can't handle. And we're trying to raise our kids as being the, all those things as they grow up too. So I think that a lot of times for me, my parents were never overbearing they never made any decisions for me. <laughs> now, that being said, as I grew up, I was able to make my own mistakes. And I made a lot of them growing up. But I never had someone telling me, like, what to do all the time. So I never had, like, an overbearing parent. But I also didn't have a parent who was, 
or two parents who are passive and didn't tell me, were, were almost like afraid to tell me what to do um, as a parent. So being the figurehead of your family, you have to be that way in order to raise your children in a, in a responsible and confident way. If you don't have confidence, then why are you, how are you gonna instill confidence in your children? Yeah, I'm in no way. So when I say men should be strong, men should be a warrior, men should be the protector, I'm in no way saying that you should not be or women should not be. And I think that's like, man, with everything going around, like the Black Lives Matter, it, we're not saying, you know, the Black community is not saying white people don't matter. Like it's, we're all like looking at this through such small glasses, such a small lens. All you're saying is that like, you know, men should be strong. doesn't mean women shouldn't be. Right. It doesn't, you know, doesn't take away you know, from... Black people should be equal. It doesn't mean white people shouldn't be. Why are we looking at these at such a small lens? You're making one statement about you and maybe the community of people around you. And mind you, if I was saying like, you know, it's something completely off charts, like, yes, like that's stupid. But what we're saying is men should be this. And the program that I'm running is developed to make men such a way. I work with, I actually work with more women than I do men. And these ladies are strong as hell. And they're like constantly, they're, they're actually teaching me better ways to coach men. And why, why do we have to just look at it in such a small, small lens when we could be like all of us growing together? And you said like, it doesn't have to be that bad, but you know what, in many ways, the, the stronger I am, the weaker you can be, or the more of a protector you are, the less protector I can be. That's what partnerships are about. And every, the stronger any of us become, the better you're gonna be and be a presence. If you're a man, I very much believe, and if you're a woman, but I, I'm not a woman, so I can't tell women what to be or how to be or whatever it is. I can just offer advice. But from then, I've, I've been living like this for 42 years. I think it's a very great way to be successful, to be a leader, to be a father, to be a community you know, leader, is to be those things. So let's do this. Let's stop being indecisive. Let's stop being like enabled or like comfortable or, and I think the biggest problem I, that I'm experiencing, especially when I said I'm coaching more men than women or more women than men, is just that, is that men know they have a problem, whether it's they're overweight, they're unhealthy, they're not good leaders, they're not good with their finances, and they're perfectly okay with not improving that. And that's where I hate what's happening with my gender is that part of it, that like inability or unwillingness to like improve yourself when you know there's a weakness. That's a fucking bitch out. That's you not doing your role, not doing your job for your family. <laughs> was that a vent or was that? <laughs> that was a vent. It's a frustrating world. It's a frustrating world. You know, um, it's a frustrating world to, to see where, you know, you want to be a copper fireman, but you can't do a push-up what the fuck where do you think you're gonna do you know you want to be a father but you can't make a decision you want to be a father but you're not gonna you're not going to look and be the part that your kids want to emulate or should want to emulate that's that's a cop out it's a weakness fix it yes
I agree with all those things. Um, Home, let's end the podcast right there. <laughs> I agree. What? <laughs> There's like a record skip. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. We thought this whole thing was going to lead into like other stuff, but I think we did a great job today. And uh, <laughs> it was a fun. That was fun. Yes. It was awesome having you on here. Casey, maybe oh, you're out of a job. Hey. We'll see. <laughs> Cheers, just because I wore this boob shirt. Yes, yes. She, her, her thing was, how does this shirt match my boobs? Was, was no, I said, does this shirt look nice? And that's where you went. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, yes. Same. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for coming on. Now is the time to take action. Now is the time to do more and be more.